0: It's Tuesday, February 20th, 2024, and you are listening to Uranium Spotlight Podcast, nuclear's resurgence in a clean energy world, brought to you by PurePoint Uranium Group. Great uranium discoveries only come with drilling. Don't miss out on the next big one. PurePoint and partners Cameco and Arano are drilling right now. And now your host, Chris Frostad.
1: This week on Uranium Spotlight, we look at nuclear reactor bans around the world and recent changes in thinking. We also look at the use of reactors in data centers and 2023 financial results out of France's nuclear sector. Last week's uranium market saw a slight increase in spot prices from $101 to $102.05 per pound U-308. This comes amidst a backdrop of recent surges in uranium spot prices driven by concerns over the supply demand imbalance compounded by geopolitical tensions. Market participants are closely eyeing new production to alleviate those concerns. CEO Paul Gorenson of Encore Energy highlighted various factors impacting the market, including supply chain issues and geopolitical risks. Despite efforts by mining companies to restart operations and initiate new projects, supply growth may not match demand expansion quickly enough. Additionally, challenges faced by major producers like Kazettaprom, such as sulfuric acid shortages, further complicate the supply landscape. Geopolitical tensions, particularly stemming from Russian involvement in the nuclear fuel supply chain, continue to add uncertainty. Efforts to reduce reliance on Russian uranium, such as legislative actions in the U.S., contribute to the market's volatility. Despite rising spot prices, long-term prices remain relatively stable, reflecting the industry's struggle to support investments necessary for increased production capacity. Overall, the uranium market remains characterized by tight supply conditions and heightened uncertainty. There remain a number of countries around the world that have banned or moved to phase out nuclear power. These countries include Germany, Austria, Australia, Denmark, and Serbia, as well as a number of smaller countries like Luxembourg and Malta. Other countries, such as Switzerland, Or certain U.S. states, such as Illinois, have nuclear reactors currently operating, but have bans on building new ones. Last week, Switzerland saw the beginning of an initiative to lift the ban on new nuclear reactors. The initiative, titled Electricity for All at All Times Stop the Blackout, seeks to overturn a ban on constructing new nuclear reactor plants that was established by voters in 2017. Spearheaded by center-right circles and supported by representatives from various political parties and business associations, the initiative emphasizes the need for environmentally friendly electricity and clear responsibilities for electricity security. Proponents of the initiative argue that the combination of hydropower and nuclear power, which was previously utilized in Switzerland, was environmentally and climate friendly and should not have been abandoned. They advocate for achieving carbon neutrality without restrictions, Suggesting that nuclear power should be considered alongside other energy sources in Switzerland's energy transition. However, opponents of the initiative, including environmental organizations, view it as a maneuver by the nuclear lobby, dismissing it as a smokescreen that neglects the risks associated with nuclear power. They raise concerns about nuclear accidents, nuclear waste management, and the potential environmental and health hazards posed by nuclear energy. The decision on whether to lift the ban on new nuclear power plants will likely hinge on the response from the Federal Council and Parliament. There is speculation about whether they will develop a counterproposal to the initiative or support its objectives. The outcome of this decision-making process will significantly impact Switzerland's energy landscape and its efforts to transition to a more sustainable and secure electricity system. Beyond Switzerland, the discussion of nuclear power phase-outs is part of a broader global trend. Countries such as Germany and Italy have embarked on nuclear phase-outs following significant public opposition and safety concerns, particularly in the aftermath of nuclear accidents like Chernobyl and Fukushima. Germany, for instance, announced the closure of all of its nuclear power plants by 2022 in response to the Fukushima disaster, redirecting its focus towards renewable energy sources. However, the German case also illustrates the complexities and challenges associated with nuclear phase-outs. Despite ambitious renewable energy goals, the closure of nuclear plants has led to increased reliance on fossil fuels, particularly coal, and concerns about energy security. The recent decision by the German parliament to reactivate closed coal power plants underscores the difficulty of balancing energy transition goals with immediate energy needs. Similarly, Italy's experience with nuclear power reflects a combination of public opposition and political decisions, with the country opting for a nuclear phase-out following the Chernobyl accident. Despite discussions about reviving nuclear power in later years, public sentiment and political dynamics have largely prevented significant changes to Italy's nuclear policy. Australia is another country that has seen recent opposition among right-wing or centre-right groups to its nuclear ban. Multiple studies have been conducted or commissioned by the Australian Government as to how it can reduce its carbon emissions. One of these studies, conducted by the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, simulated 16 scenarios in which South Australia could reduce its carbon emissions. All of the cheapest options, with the most reductions, involved the building of advanced reactors. To date, however, Australia's nuclear ban remains in place, with strong opposition to its reversal from the political left and from several groups of activists. Meanwhile, Australia continues to burn coal and natural gas at an ever-increasing rate. The benefits of nuclear power for Australia, however, are only related to the environment. Whereas most countries are also interested in nuclear power for energy security and reductions in the price of electricity, Australia has plentiful natural gas and coal to use before it ever needs to start on its reserves of uranium, which are also the largest in the world. In contrast, some countries have reversed course on nuclear energy due to climate concerns and energy independence considerations. Belgium, the Philippines, Greece, Sweden, and South Korea are among the nations that have reconsidered their nuclear policies in recent years, highlighting the evolving nature of the nuclear energy debate. Bans on nuclear energy mostly stem from fears of nuclear accidents such as Fukushima, Chernobyl, and Three Mile Island. And looking back, it can be seen that most nuclear bans tend to cluster chronologically around such major accidents. But such accidents are uncommon and deaths related to air pollution, climate change and other natural disasters related to the use of fossil fuels are far more common. These bans are rooted in the fear of the unknown, and without a better understanding of things such as radiation poisoning, countries will continue to ban nuclear reactors at the cost of an untold number of deaths related to the use of fossil fuels. Small modular reactors, or SMRs, are now seriously being considered for artificial intelligence data centers. SMRs are considered to be perfect for AI data centers by many in the industry due to their short build times, low costs, and because they generate a continuous supply of energy in just the right amount for AI. AI data centers are far more energy-intensive than their non-AI cousins as a result of the added processing power needed to train advanced AIs like OpenAI's ChatGPT. In the past week, one data center, which is planned to be powered by an SMR, has been permitted for rezoning. In another instance, Chris Sharp, CEO of a company that builds AI data centers, has come forward to say that future data centers will need their own built-in reactors or, as a society, will be running the risk of blackouts. The 2023 financial results of French nuclear industry giants EDF and Arano, as well as nuclear engineering group Framatome, suggests an improved outlook for the nuclear sector in France and beyond. EDF's performance is particularly noteworthy, with sales totaling €139.7 billion and significant improvements in earnings and net income compared to 2022. This turnaround is attributed to robust operational performance, marked by a substantial increase in nuclear generation and effective management of stress corrosion repairs and reactor outages. Furthermore, EDF's UK nuclear fleet contributed significantly to its overall performance, despite a slight decrease in output compared to 2022. The company plans substantial investments in its UK generating stations to stabilize nuclear output, emphasizing its commitment to a long-term partnership with Britain. Ramatom's revenue growth, driven by EPR projects in France and the UK, underscores the positive momentum in the nuclear engineering sector. Despite challenges in North America, Framatom's strategic focus on project execution and optimization of overhead costs has yielded favorable results. Arano's strong financial performance, supported by rising market prices and increased activity in both front-end and back-end operations, reflects a promising outlook for the fuel cycle industry. The company's decision to enhance enrichment production capacity aligns with its strategy to support new nuclear energy prospects and diversify into emerging areas such as nuclear medicine and battery technology. Overall, these results indicate a resurgence in the French nuclear sector, buoyed by government support and strategic investments. The planned construction of new reactors, coupled with ongoing efforts to modernize existing infrastructure and expand into related fields, bodes well for the future of nuclear energy in France and its global influence on the uranium markets. Wraps up your Uranium Spotlight coverage for this week. For more news and events from the world of uranium, please tune in next week to Uranium Spotlight.
0: You've been listening to Uranium Spotlight, your weekly podcast dedicated to delivering the latest news and events shaping the uranium fuel market and its critical role in the global energy landscape. Brought to you by PurePoint Uranium Group. PurePoint actively operates a portfolio of advanced uranium projects in the world's richest uranium district and has established partnerships with some of the largest uranium suppliers worldwide. While our passion for this subject is undeniable, it's essential to clarify that the information presented here is not investment advice. Instead, our goal is to offer an unbiased and comprehensive review of recent events that could impact uranium prices. Join us again next Tuesday for Uranium Spotlight.